Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another season of Keep Your Torch Lit podcast. I am Sam. I am Sarah X. And I am Jack T. Whoa. It is so great to be talking to you guys again, I have to say. I know. Like, I have missed you guys so much. Mm -hmm. We're literally spread out through the entire U.S. right now. Like, where, (laughs) Sam, where are you right now? You're literally all over the place. I, I travel a lot, but believe it or not, I am sitting on the porch of my apartment right here in Ann Arbor looking over the beautiful big house. Aww. Whoa, okay. What about you, Jax? Yeah, I'm still in Kansas City. I'm looking out of the window. It's a beautiful downtown Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the way in the West Coast, you know, in San Francisco. I'm looking out my window. I see palm trees. It's still Ooh. sunny. It's great. I'm a Cali girl now. Wow. Yes. How have you guys been staying sane during quarantine? Yeah, well, I live with like 40 other people, so we've been thriving, having a good time. I don't know about you guys. I would have been dying if I had like one roommate. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where I've been. (laughs) Yeah, just me and Kat. But no, it's been been all right. And Mitski, of course. Don't forget Mitski, of course. Yeah, so oh, yeah, we have two roommates. It's fine. <laughs> um, Mitski but, is Jack's cat, by the way. Yes, not my my cat Mitski, not my cat Mister, and then my girlfriend Cat. Oh, Mister. Yeah. The last time that we recorded this podcast was probably what December of 2019, right? It's been it's been a solid six mm-hmm. months at least since then. Seven yeah. Months. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. coronavirus is just a little like thing on the New York Times, like you know 10th page or something like oh, there's this weird virus <laughs> happening in china you know yeah <laughs> i graduated college so Ooh. join jack and sarah and the old graduated person crew yeah you, you, you got out crew. right in time i did get out right in time i've been working the last six months i've been working as a deployment engineer for amazon so Absolutely. part of my job is traveling all over the place so for quarantine i've most i've been in all these different cities throughout the u.s living in hotels, pretty much doing this editing and storyboarding for season three and season four. So uh, I spent many, many hours in the last six months pouring over these episodes in my hotel rooms, and it was boring but fun. So glad that it's finally out there. I'm back here with my with my buds, Jack and Sarah. It's nice to nice to join you guys in adulthood here. Now we're, yeah, now we're just like talking about these college kids. It's a little creepy, but you know what? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, and judging their every move, like wow, yeah. man. Back when I was in college, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, so like I feel like it's isn't it weird? Like not watching ourselves. Like you know, we're watching all these new people now and talking about it. I know. But in this episode, at least, we still do make some appearances, right? You know, in that first challenge. And that when everybody's coming and starting to meet up with each other, all three of us get into the frame a few times. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I saw myself. Guys, we just can't really get rid of the spotlight. Yeah, like, we can't give it up. The, <laughs> the ego is still there. I was. We were looking for ourselves. We weren't really paying attention to the actual show. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah. So, like, we're all, all three of us and everybody else in season two and season one, we're all, like, really hyped, you know, especially us. We had just finished the season, which, you know, we all had absolute blast playing. And, you know, of course, we wanted to keep it going. And we all, like, definitely want to be part of production. Sarah, you already graduated, right? Yeah, I graduated, but I still wanted to be part of all the group me's and the chats. So we filled out this really competitive Google form to, to be on production. I think the acceptance rate was, like... 100%. <laughs> yeah, 
Probably more like 110%. We might have brought in some extra people. I think uh, we got Jack's girlfriend, Kat, came in. Yeah. Lucy's roommate, Tate, came in. We even recruited a few extras, but yes. No, I just remember being so, so, so into every single piece of the process because this was our first time seeing it from the other side, like the production side. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even just casting and reading everyone's applications and, like, ranking them, that was so fun to me. Oh yeah, I love it. So do you want, should we get started with talking about, you know, how the idea of the idea of like the whole theme of the season came yeah. to be? I think we talked about it, maybe hinted at it a little bit on a podcast last time, like maybe yeah. the finale episode, but yeah, yeah. So uh, where did Mason Confused come from, guys? Hey, who, who thought of that again? Was, it, thought thought that? was, it? <laughs> was it Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I will say Matthew's idea, it was Lavana? Matthew's idea to do a season based off of twists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It was. So... Drum it was roll. a certain scrappy something. <laughs> Tate? <laughs> it was Lucy, guys. Oh, of course. Oh, that I was going to be my next guess after Tate. <laughs> we were just all throwing out ideas, and she threw out a bunch, and Mazed and Confused was one of them. And we really like our puns, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember that first day that we started filming, it was like the first time a lot of us had seen each other since like season two had ended. So I remember it was like kind of a cool reunion. We were all kind of just like in our own little circle as these contestants are like coming in. Brittany showed up. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few different faces you can see in the background. All these all these faces. During the casting process, we all kind of have our opinions formed about some of these people, and we kind of had video interviews. And I just remember we were all on Chloe's video interview, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three of us. No, Maggie. Maggie was, was there too. It. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and we were like obs- i don't know if it's because we were all on the call but we were like <laughs> obsessed with her because she was wearing like a buff during the call mm-hmm. and afterwards we were like she's so cool like she's gonna win that yeah. was our first impression wasn't it yeah. like a villain's buff like a heroes vs. villains villains buff was that what it was yeah I yeah think it was something yeah like like, or maybe like the merge tribe from heroes villains uh, yeah it was something like that and she talked about like being like a cheerleader and like and like Beyonce or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> just like how she was like not afraid to be the villain or something like that. We were just like, yes, yes, <laughs> that's what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then fun fact about Cassie. So Cassie actually went to Pioneer, which was, you know, the notorious high mm-hmm. school that Leia, Maggie, myself went to as well. So and we Mallory, like, don't forget, don't oh, forget our. Yeah. Are the winner Mallory. of season two, one of our two <laughs> yeah. winners. Yeah. So we were like, we gotta cast another pioneer because pioneer seems to produce some characters. So yeah, yeah. we were excited about that as mm-hmm. well. I remember Austin's interview. He like reminded me of like a pirate kind of. He talked about like having a samurai sword, and he was just like talk about how big of a fan he was. And I thought he was just like, you know. I, he definitely was like one of the people that kind of brought the diversity to the cast, and like I remember that being one of the interviews that really stuck out to me. Also, at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. he definitely has kind of like a more he has a very unique energy that I feel like there wasn't really like okay, there's obviously like super fans and stuff in the first two seasons, but like I feel like nobody who was like had on like the Cochrane. I think I've seen people refer like compare him to kind of like the um, what's his name like the Jacob guy who went out. Yeah, Jacob Derwin. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what that kind of like just you know lovable nerdy survivor energy, which I think all like yeah. a lot of us definitely like fell in love with early. Was but, Jacob the one that looked in the rice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he like pour it into a sock? <laughs> that's like yeah. all I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I did an interview for Will. He's like um as you guess as you saw a 26 year old aerospace PhD student. I remember in that interview 
he started like talking about all this really like intelligent stuff that I didn't really understand. He was like, you know, back when I was, uh, you know, I, I had this really big, you know, life discovery, this moment in my life. And I was about, about 22 years old and I realized all this stuff. And I'm just thinking like, dude, like I'm not even 22 yet. Like you're talking, you're talking like this, like old grandpa, like, oh, I remember back in the day when I was 22, and <laughs> I learned, I learned these big life lessons. And I was just like, this, this guy is just so different than anything we ever had. You know, I, I think until, until then, the oldest person we had was a senior, Mike and Liz and Trowski and all these people. Sarah, Maggie, and now all of a sudden we have this guy that's like four years removed from being a senior. I remember that being like something really interesting during the casting process too. Yeah, so let's jump into it then. Oh yeah. We get there, Ben's the first one to show up along with Brady. I just want to say Ben has a really good confessional. Yeah. He has like some really good one-liners for sure. Oh yeah, he's definitely a natural and I feel like he has like the best quality camera of everybody on the cast. Like yeah, all his confessionals look really good. Like- <laughs> It's like a professional yeah. camera on a tripod with like ring lights. <laughs> Very fancy. Yeah, Ben. Ben is definitely preparing for like a reality TV career. Yeah. Like he's BFA acting, right? Mm-hmm. Fun fact: he interned for casting with CBS. Yeah, he's gonna make it big someday. Yeah. I think. Real deal. But yeah, him and Brady are the first ones. Oh, and yeah, and Bra- can we talk about Brady too for a second? Like, I feel like speaking yeah. of like, the pioneer, um, what, you know, legacy. Brady went to my high school. He was you know, a few years younger than me, and I, and I, <laughs> I kind of knew him. Like, I feel like one of like maybe he had like a brother in my sister's grade or something. I don't know, but yeah, I definitely like, kind of like knew of him. And then I remember seeing his name on the list. I'm like, oh, Brady Osei. Okay, okay. And yeah, and he definitely he had he definitely had a really like charming interview too. I remember he just kind of he's just one of those like. I feel like kind of like smooth talking guy. I don't know. When I first saw his picture, I thought he was like super yeah. douchey, just just <laughs> yeah. based on the picture. But that's not that's not what he's mm-hmm. like at all. Yeah, I feel like he he may, but, sometimes he kind yeah. of like rides the line of the douchey energy, but for <laughs> 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 the most part, he's a he's a good guy. Brady's great. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's see if he lives up to the maybe the Eastern Rapids legacy. You can start to challenge the Pioneer legacy. <laughs> Those two were the first two to show up. You know, they shook hands and like. You know, they had no prior connection to each other. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, a lot of these cross-tribe alliances you see in, like, other called Survivor seasons are due to people kind of, like, knowing each other beforehand. But I think it's really interesting, kind of like the one with Mike and Sarah last season, where, like, these people had no connection beforehand. They just, like, shook hands. They're like, hey, let's just be in an alliance. Mm-hmm. Like, just because we both had a good impression of each other in the first few moments of the game. We were really curious how the Emilys would react to there being other Emilys as well. <laughs> the Battle of um, the Emilys. Mm-hmm. Send, a, send us in, your, in the comments which Emily you think is going to last the other two. Which Emily <laughs> will outlast the other two mm-hmm. Emilys. Outlast, yeah. I feel like having the name Emily, you, you have to be like used to that at this point. Just having other Emilys in the room with you. But it's funny, they're all pretty different, I think. Oh, definitely. Emily Levy. The main queen, Emily, Emily Levy. Yes. Yeah, she's the one with like the blue streaks. Mm-hmm. She's was on Tafiti, and then Emily Paddock, which was on Tormenta. They were all on different mm-hmm. tribes too, yeah. which was funny. And Emily Bachwick. Bachwick. Yes. Yeah. I thought I thought it was Batchwick for so long. Oh no. <laughs> Bachwick. Yes, Lorax. Who was Emily. on Sabu yeah, Sabu? Lorax, yeah. There's Lorax Emily. There's Meme Emily, and there's Let's Make a Deal Emily. Yeah. Survivor Buffalo Emily. You know. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 There's another survivor for those who don't know kind of like live action games that take place in buffalo new york that uh emily paddock has played 
And then Cooper, you know, he's back. He's improved. Mm-hmm. He's been working on his hosting skills in the mirror <laughs> over the summer. His very wet hair. <laughs> his arm motions are bigger than ever, but he's ready. And he tells them that there's the first twist of the season, which is to break up into trios by themselves. What did you guys think about that? Well, I would, I would say this is something maybe we can touch on later when we talk about the three tribes. But something I thought was really interesting about this was kind of like the schoolyard pick quality of it, where like people kind of separated into trios of alike people. Uh, I'm not obviously not a tried and true thing for every trio, but I think to some extent that people kind of group together with people they are more similar to, and I think that's what kind of led itself to like the three tribes having very distinct personalities, which I think is really interesting. Like you saw kind of these like you know more athletic people and like Brady, Dylan, and Cassie end up becoming a trio. You kind of see Will, Ben, and Emily form a trio of kind of like these brainy super fan people who end up like forming an alliance early on in the game, creating these kind of three distinct personalities for the tribes. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely agree. And it's definitely an interesting twist on like kind of like the normal schoolyard pick like we've seen, you know, in a lot of Survivor seasons, you know, like Palau and, you know, a bunch of others that start off with kind of like making the tribes based on that where it's like not just like kind of one person deciding or maybe, you know, going one by one, each person is choosing one. It's like you kind of have to like gravitate towards somebody that you barely know at all. And just like kind of like, hey, you and you, it's not just you picking one or one person <laughs> picking one. It's just kind of like, eh, yeah, us three, okay. So yeah. like, I feel like, yeah, it, it like kind of like removes the power from maybe one person and kind of just puts everybody into this awkward scenario of having to reach out to people. I, I remember us on production were kind of like secretly hoping that like the three Emily's yeah. <laughs> like a little three group, but yeah, that also might've been too confusing. So yeah. And it worked out that all three of them are in different tribes, right? Yeah, yeah. That was completely random. I remember thinking immediately we were all kind of like, Whoa, these tribes are kind of like brain brawn and beauty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even just like brains and sl- bronze slash beauty. And then brains, and then like super fans. <laughs> <laughs> so Tafiti, which was Dylan, you know, tall guy with the splice confessionals. Brady, douchebag. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Brady, Brady, he's the douchebag. Douchebag, douchebag, looking guy. Cassie and Chloe, uh, Emily Levy, and was that it? Oh, Sarah Menace. Yeah. Yes. We thought they were kind of like a beauty slash brawn tribe. Mm-hmm. Although it does appear that Levy seems a little bit out of place. On that tribe right off the bat, I think she would have fit in more with Savu Safu. I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I really felt bad for Emily in this episode. She kind of got ragged on a bit. I don't, and I don't know, like, if it was... I know a lot of things are kind of based off of first impressions. And, like, she had, like... I don't know. I think it showed, like, some jokes she had that just didn't really go over well. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people... I mean, Chloe was, like, calling her awkward. And so, like, I don't know. I felt a little bit bad for Emily. Maybe she would have put off a better first impression, like you said, if she was on a different tribe. Savu Savu was one of the other tribes in Orange. We saw Austin name this tribe after the Savu Savu island that they're filming Australian Survivor on in Fiji. Yeah. So how do you think? How do you how do you guys feel about that? You know, you you, you, know, you kind of talk about like maybe wanting to downplay a Survivor knowledge, and then instantly, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, this is the name of the beach that not just, not not Survivor like CBS Survivor, but like Australian Survivor is filming on right now. Because <laughs> is, is that a good move? 
I think he just got super excited yeah. in the moment. He didn't want his tribe to be named something like Ohana. Or <laughs> so Cerulean, God forbid. That'd be terrible. <laughs> so he needed to... Yeah, yeah Sabu was a pretty dope name. I, yeah, so. I like it a lot. I mean, according to the Rob Sister Nino tribe rankings, you mm-hmm. can't say the same same word twice, but... Uh, I'll give it a pass. Yeah, you can give it a pass, give it a pass. No, actually, mm-hmm. I actually really like the tribe names, but... Yeah, I thought that... I think that, like, honestly, though, if that was probably a good tribe for him to reveal that he's a super fan on because it seems like most of the people on this tribe mm-hmm. are also super fans. Like Aliza had that confessional where she was like, one of my fears is like that survivor will end. Like it's like an irrational fear that I have. And she was like, I just have dreamt of being on survivor. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's kind of the speakings of someone that is definitely mm-hmm. a super fan. I just think, I think Aliza's well, I mean, we'll definitely talk more about her later, but I think she's definitely one of the stars of this first episode. I, I saw a lot of people on like YouTube comments and Twitter and stuff, like really saying how they liked Aliza. Yeah. I think she just has a very likable personality and she seems to be very savvy in the game. Mm-hmm. Like she's not somebody who's going to s- cause a lot of drama right off the bat. And she's someone who I think a lot of people will trust. Definitely. Yeah. Like how with the idol clue that she got, she was very quickly able to, like, figure out what it was talking about, where she, like, you know, she was just like, oh, yeah, when it said gods, I was thinking it was, like, older gods, whereas everyone was, like, going to churches. She, like, mm-hmm. she, her mind just, like, thought differently, so it definitely kind of showed that she she definitely has the brains for the game. Yeah, so this oh, is sure. this is the fastest idol find in Sorry Mission history, right, up to this date. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I, you know, I always, like, try to think of myself as the idol god, but, like, you know, it took me <laughs> weeks, weeks to find one. <laughs> You know, she found it same day, right? Yeah, yeah, she found it same day. Then Andrew. I feel like Crouch, no offense, Crouch, I love him. I feel like he kind of has more of the douchey energy. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> he has more of the Ross energy. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, like, as long as I keep my ego out of the way, I think yeah. I'll <laughs> I thought it was so funny that somebody thought that he was Tarowski at first. <laughs> I think because he was on the porch confessional, his legs were, like, out... So it's like oh, a yeah. Ooh, looking out for Crouch legs. This yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Crouch, Crouch does have some very, some very strong legs. Yeah. Someone in the comments said that like Crouch reminded them of Chris LeCompte and Chris Thomas from Survivor mm. Maryland. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can see that. And then I remember, and Crouch was like, "Yeah, like those two people were like some of the inspiration I had, like <laughs> actually applying." Like, so I, I, de- I definitely can see kind of like a, yeah. a Chris LeCompte kind of like energy to to Andrew Crouch, like. Someone who's definitely, like, he says he wants to, like, win challenges, you know, he wants to develop all kinds of relationships, kind of, like, be a big presence right away. I think that's definitely something interesting to, to look for. Devin. Devin didn't get too much screen time. I feel yeah. like Devin is kind of, like, the, the chill one of this group, or, kind of, like, kind of, like, you know, in comedy, like, there's, like, the idea of, like, you know, like, there's the straight man, and then, like, there's, like, the crazy person that they kind of, like, bounce off each other. Like, he seems to be kind of, like, the straight man. Of like <laughs> this tribe, like you know, you know, Austin's huge super fan, Crouch like going off buying fake idols and talking about his ego. Aliza also a big super fan, and then like Devin's just kind of like this really chill guy. Yeah, one one of the things about Devin, unfortunately, I think he just didn't film like one of the intro videos that kind of like introduced himself. But I remember from the application process, he was somebody that like he's also you know a big super fan, like the rest of the people in his tribe. Like he had applied multiple times to get on the season. I think he applied either for season one and two, or just two. I know for sure he applied for season two. Like, he was applying again. He really wanted to play. Really had a set strategy from the very beginning. And he, he like, mentioned that in his interview. So, like, 
this guy like definitely knows what he was doing yeah yeah definitely and then there's also emily backwick which we talked about with the lorax (laughs) yes emily b she didn't know a lot about survivor going in but somebody that's uh very very intelligent so somebody that's definitely a fast learner although she did think that lorax was an idol so that's kind of showing a little bit of inexperience but you know know. No, it's creative. It's outside of the box. Like, who knows? Maybe, you know, I'd rather you know. have somebody trying to, like, you know, find the idol and pick up weird things than somebody who doesn't give a shit, you know? Yeah. yeah she's, she's not the first person to pick yeah. up some random item and think that it was an idol. Exactly. I think it's actually really intelligent. A sign of, like, really intelligent <laughs> for somebody to do that. <laughs> and then we have Tormenta, which is the green tribe. This tribe is just all over the place, and I love it. We have Ben, reality TV star. We have Will, grandpa. We have Jessie, the freshman rower. She said her first day of Survivor was before her first day of class, so that's the crazy thing. right into it. Yeah, your college experience begins with Survivor Michigan. You haven't even gotten to a class yet. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like, not oh really knowing gosh. anybody, like just like she's chilling. probably yeah. like, oh god, what yeah. did I get myself <laughs> what into? <the> hell? <laughs> who, who are the yeah. freshmen in this cast? Is it? It's her. It's Cassie. Cassie was, Chloe, was Chloe a friend? No, Chloe was no. A Chloe was like a sophomore. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think don't it's think just the two of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were that many freshmen. Yeah. And then there's also Emily Paddock and Aaron. Aaron. Um, oh, Aaron. We haven't talked about Aaron yet. Yeah. Aaron is somebody who she so she came from the marching band. Somebody who's in the drum line. You can go up to the game and see her doing her awesome drum line performances. Aaron is another person that's very big into the game. I really, I really enjoyed seeing her. Well, we can we'll talk about the challenge in a second. Mm-hmm. But how she she was not afraid to of confrontation. Um, that is something that's very true about Aaron. And <laughs> yes. as you can see, her getting in Richard's face pretty justifiably. So another another uh, big personality for sure. We start the challenge, and like most first challenges, it's like three parts. <laughs> and it starts with like kind of a physical component where they're wheelbarrowing, which looks really painful, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then they have to do this thing where they pass the balls and the cups, and there's a lot of strategy going into that. Like long throws versus mm-hmm. short throws. Oh, yeah. also... You guys may have noticed that we have the dream team footage. And I remember it was like Matthew and Jack doing yes. it. I was filming them. <laughs> I, I definitely uh, love that partnership with yeah. Jack and Matthew's dream mm-hmm. team. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the challenge starts. I feel like Tafiti was behind at first. Yeah, they were. But they got to the puzzle portion and they really like whipped through it. Like it was crazy fast. Like I think Brady had a confessional kind of explaining his strategy and he just like ripped through that thing. He's a, a very smart engineer, and he just, he just knew how to do it, and uh, that was that. You know, he just bl- blasted through the challenge. So pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, but- like, it went from Tafiti being in last place to, like, they won. And then it was kind of the rest of the challenge, this Sabu Sabu versus Tormenta showdown. In the meantime, Tormenta and Sabu Sabu are struggling with the puzzle, and Richard has decided that he wants to cause a little bit of interference. So he does the thing, you know, like, if you guys have seen Home Alone... Where the mom's, like, trying to count how many kids there are, and then Buzz is being annoying and saying random numbers. That's, like, what Richard is doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember filming, and I was like, yes, this is gold. Like, I know. Going yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, like, um, I think we did something, I think I remember doing something similar in season two on the, on, like, the wavy field thing, like, kind of yelling things. Oh, but it was just, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was just, like, a little bit. 
like you know it was all of us at once yeah yeah but it's and it wasn't for like five six seven minutes whatever like richard kept doing it like it's like (laughs) kind of like a funny little bit to do for a little bit but like i feel like once you get into that five minute mark of just yelling numbers it kind of starts to grade on people you know it's bad when you have a confessional from like every single person in the game that's Mm -hmm. like i think will's like you know this guy richard he's just shouting numbers and right away everyone's like this guy is bad news and then I don't know if it was because Richard was being annoying, but then Emily P decides to ask Brady from Tafiti for help, and they agreed. And I remember I was the one who caught this on camera, and I remember like I don't think I uploaded it right away or something. You were like, is, "Does anybody have like footage of this?" I'm like, "Oh yes, I think I actually got that." And like you can see, kind of like Emily like looked to the camera like while it was happening. I think that was probably because I just had like a huge like grin on my face. Like, yes, this is amazing drama. <laughs> I know. Like... It, it was like it was great when Richard was just like causing a scene. Then it got even better. We mm-hmm. had the drama of like now we have two tribes like colluding, and it's like this is just like TV goal. Like on yeah. day one, like oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a better first challenge than this one. Like you get to really already I... know a lot of the characters. I feel like which is like the the hallmark of a great first challenge. Just, like you would be oh, like absolutely. oh yeah <laughs> there's that guy oh yeah there's emily p talking okay yeah i mean honestly yeah we have emily b emily p making this deal which like she didn't consult her tribe that's a pretty big yeah. like ballsy move to make day one you just decide like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna get the other tribe to help us like you just walk over to them mm-hmm. okay so tafiti gets to hand mm-hmm. over an idol clue to somebody on sabu sabu because they got first and they pick well, yeah, and first off, it's like no matter who gets it, like we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna all share it, right? We're gonna share right? it, and yeah, Lisa's nice, so mm-hmm. she shares it with everybody. We saw uh, Sabu Sabu leaving the challenge, and like, kind of felt bad. I was the one filming this, where like, Awesome was literally like physically behind the rest of the tribe. Like, it was literally not. It was like literally the depiction of like seeing the odd one out, kind of on day one, where it was like. There's a five people walking in one line on the sidewalk. You know how people walk in the sidewalk? Yeah. There's like not always enough room for everybody. There's only five people in one line. Then like three feet further back, like Austin walking by himself. And then like I saw him, <laughs> he's just like, guys, like let, let me catch up. Like, come on, like I have short legs. And I was like, oh, oh. no, like poor Austin. Oh. Like, um, well, like, I remember like during casting, I was such a big fan of Austin. And I wrote in my comments, I was like, I feel like he's either going to be like first boot or make it really far because i didn't know how he would like do socially i remember being like really concerned for him this week but then he kind of like redeemed himself after leaving first i yes i do think that he did a good job of building connections i will say that i think a lot more of the reason for austin surviving was due to richard kind of fumbling the hand that he had but i I will agree that like austin especially like you kind of see in the episode made a good relationship with elisa i think that really benefited him yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I definitely probably more yeah. weighted towards Richard blowing up. But I think if he, if he, Austin like really didn't make an effort, I feel like people wouldn't really have a reason much to go on to Richard. Well, I guess they kind of did have a reason, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. especially Lisa, like wanted to try to save Austin, and then Richard imploding kind of gave her that opportunity to start to really push for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, she has a confessional where she's kind of like. Yeah, like, I really like him, but I just don't know if, like, the whole tribe's gonna vote him out, and I don't want to go against the whole group. Mm-hmm. She's like, 
you can kind of already see like she's looking for an excuse to save him but she's like but i don't want to go against everybody you know what i mean mm -hmm. we saw crouch find his captain morgan on the ground yeah we saw emily b find her lorax we're, we're getting all sorts of discovery yeah it was funny how they're all like oh austin's going off and searching for the idol when like literally like everybody like but austin it seems like was searching for the idol yeah so uh let's move on to tormenta here they have some interesting dynamics so immediately there's like a trio that kind of formed and it was Ben, Will, and Emily. How did that happen again? You know how we saw all of them at Expresso Royale, like right after the challenge? And Emily's kind of like explaining to them, like, hey, I made this, by the way, just so you know, I made this deal with Tafiti and with Brady, mm -hmm. and that's why they helped us. So after that had happened, everybody left Expresso Royale, and the three of them kind of like stayed back. And like, that's when they started filming. They're like, hey, we got to be a trio. Okay. Um, I think that had already been established because those three had already been a trio at the initial twist where you had to find your three mm. and pretty quickly they decided to separate themselves from Aaron who they viewed as like the other kind of like opposing force in the tribe or kind of the other big threat in the tribe because they all knew that they all knew the game Jesse and Nicholas both did not know the game Aaron was the only other person that kind of knew the game um but right away I think that, like, Ben at his confessional is saying, like, Aaron made herself known very early. You know, Aaron has a pretty big personality. She'd kind of shown to them, all of them, that she was, like, someone that knew a lot about Survivor. And I think they were kind of threatened by that. And right away, they're like, that, we need an alliance and we're not going to include Aaron in it. That reminds me of when Aaron was teaching Nicholas, like, how to play Survivor. Yes. And I think, I think Nicholas was like, our alliance is, like, helpful. Um, <laughs> and she was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, I love that that Aaron and Nicholas partnership. Nick, I, I don't think we talked about Nicholas. We might have we forgot to talk about him a second ago. So he was somebody that I knew from the summer, um, right after season two, that summer of twenty eighteen. Me and him had studied abroad together, and he was just like the biggest personality out there. Very fun, very energetic, very happy. He's just loud and fun, and he's you know from Argentina, so he has kind of like you know an accent, and he's kind of just like. He's a very unique guy, um, so I, you know we all thought that he'd be really fun to have on the cast, even though he didn't know much about Survivor. He definitely is intelligent. He has he has an engineering physics degree. He graduated like in two and a half years from college. He graduated early and like has like an internship at like Google right now. He like worked for like Google and Apple and like all these different places. So very smart guy, very big personality, but does not know anything about Survivor. Anyways, so yeah, so we have some interesting dynamics on Tormenta. Um, we have Will kind of inviting Jesse into this alliance with them. And I think it's funny that, like, Jesse was like, I don't know anything about this game, but I kind of feel like they just want me in this alliance because they think that I'll just do whatever they say. Like, she seems very perceptive for somebody that, like, is just, you know, is a freshman, hasn't even had their first day of college, doesn't know anything about Survivor, and she's already... I think some people were kind of comparing her to Mallory, with I thought, with I, which I thought was interesting. And then we see our first cross-tribe alliance is happening with Ben and Brady. Yeah, so Brady had that confessional where he said like something about how he slipped his phone to like Ben at the end of the challenge, and Ben like gave him his contact info. It's this cool scene, <laughs> like the two of them like meet up, and what do they call their alliance again? Like the gay the straight. straight alliance. That's pretty funny. They were talking about how they want Tormenta and Tafi to stick together, kind of, like, against Savu Savu. I think that's why they decided to work together. Like, they wanted to, like, lead their tribes against Savu Savu. Yeah. Yeah. Was it just because of Richard or just, like, I don't know? <laughs> yeah. I, I do have insider info on this. Ooh. If want to. Insider info from the videos. Stuff that, like, didn't have time to include in the edit and everything. 
Um, but Brady actually had no idea about Richard shouting numbers. Like, there's just so much activity happening and so much, like, loudness and, like, all that stuff. Like, Brady, I think it, I think it was kind of shown where Ben was like, yeah, like, you hear Richard and, like, how he was, like, shouting, like, 2, like, 27, blah, blah. And Brady's like, what? Like, I had no idea. Like, Brady actually had no idea about that. Like, he just, he helped Emily because of the deal. Because Tormenta, Emily said that Tormenta would throw a challenge to defeat him in the future. So that's the reason that Brady was like, okay. Yeah, Brady, Brady was just, like, two in his zone. Like, he was in, like, the Avatar state. Like, just, like, numbers going all over in his mind. Like, trying to figure out that puzzle. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he wasn't, he was completely removed from the material world. But Cassie didn't really like that Brady didn't consult them before before helping Tormenta. We kind of saw, like, that trio form of Cassie, Brady, and Chloe. And Cassie, like, calls him out. She's like, yeah, like, that wasn't cool that you did that. Like, you should have talked to us. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fair. You know, that's a big thing, big decision to make. Yeah. yeah, like, we were just talking yeah. about, like, you know, Paddock doing that. Like, Brady also is part of it and accepting it without really talking to his tribe. I don't know. I thought that was, we saw kind of, like, Cassie and Chloe kind of like had this little like it's funny how they're there's funny how they kind of had like they're just sitting on this bed and kind of just like roasting everyone in their entire tribe just like going through like one by oh my one God, i loved that confessional because they were just both sitting on the bed the wind was like blowing their hair and they were just spitting like fire it was so funny <laughs> it's like dylan's so quiet like he's so quiet i don't know what he's thinking he said he seems like a bit of a like a, a mystery on their tribe or he's like this like presence that's just like there but he's like quiet and isn't saying much. He just kind of, he just kind of has little comments. Wow, that was something. <laughs> can't believe she did that. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was pretty. Did he shitty. film any other? <laughs> did he film any other confessionals that week? He did not film any confessionals that week. So you know, you got you got to work with what you have. But uh, Dil- Dylan's a, <laughs> Dylan's a funny guy. He's a very very funny guy. Yeah. Sarah Menace. We didn't see a ton from her in this episode, but. I think that Chloe says she's sketchy. Chloe seems to think that everybody's kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, fair when you're playing yeah. Survivor. She's, she's like, yeah, Sarah's kind of sketchy. Dylan's kind of quiet. Emily Levy is kind of awkward. <laughs> and Cassie, Cassie is a little bit strategic. I'm a little bit yeah, strategic. Cassie's too smart. smart. That's true. She's, she's yeah, too smart. She doesn't like Cassie. <laughs> yeah. But she did initiate a text thing with Brady. So Ooh. I think that she's cool. I think she's okay with Brady. Yeah. So something I noticed about Nick was that his confessions were always zoomed in, and, Three. and it was like so close to his face. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Come on, Sam. 63. We're professional podcasts here. <laughs> Twenty-four. <laughs> Sam. Okay, seriously, Sarah has trying to make a point about Nicholas. One hundred and twenty-seven. <laughs> Sam. Seriously. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> Whoa. So, when you play a sports game, you don't play to make friends. You play to win. Hey, you guys know who else isn't here to make friends? Who's that? Richard. Oh, Richard. Richard. Hey. Wow, I have What's up? here. What's up, Richard? How have you been since since life happened, you know? Yeah. You mean quarantine or getting voted out of Survivor? I mean, what's worse? <laughs> yeah, which one's worse? Honestly, quarantine. <laughs> That's the right answer. Because as you know, we filmed this in 2018, but now we are going back to the future to 2020. <laughs> How has your life changed? My life? Honestly, Have you made any more friends? Like... It, didn't take a long, it wasn't very long for me. So it didn't, <laughs> it didn't really change my life that much. You said you were here. You were not here to make friends. But did you end up making some friends, Richard? Uh, not during the game. I made friends after. But that's just, that's just by the nature of how 
uh, it works at college. Yeah, you find people that you have similar interests to. Pretty much every everyone like on the cast was hating on me, but you know after the game, it's all it's all fine. Like I w- I just kind of apologized. Yeah. Wait, have you graduated? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so, are you entering your senior year right now? And now I'm going into my senior year. Dang, dude. They grow up so fast. Uh, how was your semester online, or half semester online? It was horrible. I'm very bad at learning online. My method of learning is just to go to office hours and, like, get help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do something. So, I, I spent a lot of, like, time on Zoom office hours, which is really not the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. So all, all of us oldies graduated before this all. So yeah, we don't we don't really know what it's what it was like. So yeah, back in my day, we didn't use Zoom. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. When when you're on your Zoom lectures, do you ever like just shout out numbers to the class? <laughs> try to get the teacher's attention. <laughs> no, they're my lesson. I don't do that anymore. Just, it was just the one time too. Like I never did that before. It was that one time I was like, you know what? This might be a good idea. Let's try it. <laughs> Obviously, wasn't. But you know, that's that's uh, results-oriented thinking. For all we know, we could have won the challenge if the if Tormenta didn't help the Green Tribe. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember the names. <laughs> Richard, um, backing up, just what made you apply to Survivor Michigan? So this might come as a surprise to everyone who watched and saw how great my strategy was. <laughs> but I'm actually like, I really, I was really into it. I'm actually much more into it now than I was then. Like back. When I applied, I'd only seen like half the seasons, so I thought I was a huge fan. But then I met all these people, like like Austin, who's seen all the seasons like fifty times. Mm-hmm. And knows the name of the beaches. Yeah, like not like not like oh they recorded this in Australia. No, he knows like the name of the island. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> think you're a fan, huh? <laughs> Tell me the beach they filmed Survivor Australia <laughs> season four on in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I didn't, I was... I didn't think so. So my plan going in was to like kind of play stupid which obviously worked but i didn't realize that most of the people were going to be super fans so the way to go isn't to play stupid going in really you really were on the super fan tribe you were kind of talking about this earlier how there were a lot of people in your tribe that were very into survivor yeah there was um, no like immediate odd one out who didn't really know how to play an interesting fact that not many people would think watching the first episode was that like before the game i was like my pre-game uh, strategy was to like lay low till the merge. <laughs> <laughs> How'd oh, I man. do? I, <laughs> actually, funny story actually about your your going in pregame stuff. I remember when we, you put your application in, said on the thing, "Tell us a story about yourself." Is one of the questions we have on the application mm-hmm. to try to like get the contestants to to see how they are like telling stories, right? And you, instead of telling a story, linked a YouTube link. And the YouTube link was, like, something you had posted about, like, the story that had happened. And it was, like, literally a video on YouTube. And I remember, like, you're the first person to ever do this. And fun fact, you know, game-changing move. We now, on our application, say, send in a video or um, tell a story. And you're the first person to ever do it. Yeah, so I remember thinking that that was, like, a big... You're definitely... uh, You're pretty funny in, like, your story on YouTube. And then we were just like, yeah, we got to cast this guy. Um, And... uh, you definitely definitely were a very good person to cast because you came in right away and did not lay low as you said you would. Yeah, so what were your first impressions of the other people who were on your tribe, if you remember? On my tribe? Yeah. This is So the very first person who I like talked to was Emily, Emily B, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I'm pretty much going around on my trap, like, saying, all right, who's being, like, completely honest right now? I want to find the person who's not the super fan who's going to lie about stuff, like, off the bat, right? And so I'm, like, just kind of seeing, like, who's going who's gonna to tell the truth. And I ask Emily B, like, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this season right now. And I'm like, oh, what season? She's like, oh, season three. I can't remember where it takes place. And that just <laughs> seemed so fake immediately off the bat. Because who watches season three, like, which is in Africa and doesn't know it takes place in Africa? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like that's like one of the most, like, like the location is very important to that season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> immediately, I'm like, oh, this person's lying their ass off. When in fact, like, she was telling the complete truth. So immediately, <laughs> I'm sketchy of her. Right, this is gonna. This is all gonna lead to me like also kind of lying, and they figure out about my lies. Okay, so then yes. the next person I talked to was Eliza, 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 yeah, Eliza, and Eliza. I trust her a hundred percent in the very beginning. You you don't see this in the episode, but after I talked to Emily and Eliza in the threesome meeting that we have or at the beginning of the game, I go off with Eliza, and we have a little talk where. I'm kind of saying like, oh, I don't know if I trust Emily because I tell her about the whole Africa thing, but I really trust you. And I'm hoping we can go far together. Like I, I'm getting good vibes. And then I actually don't talk to anyone for a day or two. I think the next person I talk to is Devin a few days later, which in hindsight was a bad move because I just, I didn't really know how College Survivor worked, right? Because I hadn't mm -hmm. ever seen a college Survivor season. I hadn't seen Survivor Michigan season one yet. Like, that didn't come out when we played. So I didn't know how intense we were, like, how intense, like, my tribe was going to be about this. So I just assumed, oh, I don't want to, like, call everyone first day. You know, it's kind of weird. You know, what if what if they get, like, mm -hmm. bummed off? And this is after the challenge, too. So I'm kind of, like, kind of lay low. But also I'm kind of frantic because... I know that there should be a target on me unless they're really dumb. After the challenge, I'm kind of saying, oh, literally right when the challenge ended, I'm telling myself, wow, that was the stupidest thing you could have ever done. Be self-aware at this point that that was the wrong to do. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't come later. It was immediate. And so I said, I've got to... And when you are in that position, it's uh, you need to, like, come back up. So you kind of try to shake things around. But the weird thing was that my tribe didn't really care that I did that at the challenge, and the better thing to do wasn't to try to shake things up at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's one of the things that I think I was, as a producer, really surprised about, was that nobody really seemed to care that you had set all those numbers. Like, I thought, I was like, oh, no, like, you know, he was doing all this really big stuff for the challenge, and they lost. Like, he's going to be instant first boot. And then right after the challenge, you kind of, like, established yourself pretty well. Um, on your tribe, like you made that instant kind of trio with Emily and Eliza, um, that we saw Austin kind of seemed to pretty quickly be like the big target by everybody, um, for first boot. So I remember as production, we were like really surprised that, uh, Richard was able to like get himself into a really good position right after, like he just recovered very quickly from like what happened. So he yeah. went kind of from like this person that like had kind of created the scene at, at the first challenge to somebody that was in the middle between two different pairs. Yeah. And here's my first mistake. Before I talk to Devin or Andrew, like, been calling Eliza every night to just, because you know how I said, like, I want to work with you. Like, I really trust you. Like, I didn't know this because I didn't, I didn't really know how Survivor Mission was played. I didn't know people call people all the time. So 
what I should have done is I should have called Elisa every night to just do like, oh, what do we do today? You know, type thing. And I feel like if I did that, she would have totally trusted me and been on my side because I was trying to work with her. Like, I wasn't lying about that. So you would say that Elisa was definitely your closest ally during the game then? Uh, the fir- Like, the first few days. I'm going to get to that. Okay. At this point, like, I think, oh, I'm kind of in a good spot. I think we're voting out Austin. But what if, like, I still did that horrible thing at the challenge. What if they're all still, like, conspiring to get me out, right? And in Devin's, in, in my conversation with Devin, he, I think he lied to me in that conversation. Like, he said he was going somewhere, but then he talked to Eliza, and Eliza told me something completely different, and I tr- trusted Eliza at that point. So it wasn't, like, a big lie, but it was small enough that it made me kind of wary of Devin. Yeah, yeah. But not enough where, like, I didn't want to work with him. So at that point, like, my bullshit detectors are up, and I'm just hoping that, oh, maybe everyone's, like, kind of lying to me because they want to get me out for what I did for the challenge. I had to, like, kind of make sure what I'm doing is all right. So then, next, I go talk to Austin. We have a chat. Like, I'm still set on voting him out. So pretty much that entire conversation doesn't matter in the end because we, we talked about voting out Devin, and I told Devin that Austin won, won him out. And this is, like, day three or day four. So at this point, I think... I think everyone's talked to each other at this point. So I'm kind of the last person to talk to Devin, I think. Last person to talk to Andrew. Maybe Devin talks to Austin first. I'm not sure. So then I talked to Andrew later that day. And I actually really liked Andrew. Andrew's a very good social player. You don't see it. Like, he comes off as kind of a douche in the edit, but he's actually, like, very like a very good person. I'm immediately getting good vibes. Andrew's also very good at, like, not saying anything. So he kind of doesn't give up any information. <laughs> Is he good at, like, getting information out of people? Yeah, I'm also a big talker, so I didn't... And I trusted him from <laughs> saying what I thought. I said, oh, Devin, Devin seemed a little sus. And I told him what I felt. But I didn't know that he was, like, really close with Devin at that point. So he goes off and he tells Devin, which is kind of not cool. And so at some point, Andrew tells me the story about how he doesn't actually care about Survivor, like his room is really into it, so that's why he's playing. And then he also says that he might drop a class to play the game harder. And those two <laughs> things... Those two things don't end up at all. <laughs> so I mean, we did see... He is at the meeting, right? And Andrew's the one who sets that up, right? I'm not the one who sets that up. So we have all of the meeting in Ross, because Andrew's a Ross kid. I feel like... A lot of times, those Ross kids, like the Crouch, the Mike, the like Tarowski type, like they kind of like seem like really douchey or whatever. But also, like it seems like they're really good at getting like pe- make, letting people like feel comfortable and like having people tell them yeah. a lot of information. Like I feel like that's kind of a running thing through all three Classic seasons. Classic network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's networking. Networking, networking at its finest. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> no, yeah, and Sarah Z, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So don't get us wrong, like, yeah. you know, Andrew, what we were talking about Andrew is as a player and as mm-hmm. we saw in the edit, like, not yeah. as a person. Like, obviously, yeah. it's a very, very cool guy. A lot, he's a very nice guy in real life. Um, in the edit, yeah, he does come off a little bit, co- you know, douchey in the edit in some ways, but, like, yeah, that is a really he important point cocky, you said. But he's, like, right. I mean, yeah, you saw what happened yeah. in the episode. Mm-hmm. He got his way in the end. Oh, so. definitely. Another thing I wanted to mention about Crouch is that it, it was kind of interesting how, like, you say that, like, yeah, he was trying to give off the vibes to you that he didn't really care about the game, but, like, you obviously knew that he was. And he had a confessional where he's like, I can't have anybody knowing how hard that I'm playing. 
you know, and he like he's literally buying these fake idols in like the first week of the game, and like you know, the, immediately he lies to you guys because he's going to the CCRB. He's actually searching for idols. Like this dude is playing hard, and like you knew that he was playing hard, which is another thing that he did not like See, that's or did not want people, out there. You know, these people are saying I'm paranoid, but it's not true. I'm just I just notice what's going on, and no one believes me. <laughs> So I tell Devin. I, 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 I leave think with that's Devin. paranoia, I but I think it's like a healthy paranoia. I think you want to have a healthy paranoia in Survivor. You do. So I tell Devin. At this point, after the meeting with uh, Devin and Andrew, I Devin's uh, fessed up to the lie he told me earlier. And so since, like, once you fess up, and it's like a little thing, I don't really care. So at, at this point, I trust Devin more than Andrew, because Andrew's... I don't. For some reason, I trust Andrew a lot, but I, I want to tell Devin, like, heads up. Because Devin's coming up as though I don't care about the game really much either. So I want to tell Devin, heads up, Andrew's like going to play really hard, just so you know. And I didn't know that Devin goes straight to Andrew and tells him I said that. Mm. So from that point, I yeah. Andrew had a against me. Well, he definitely, he threw you under the bus immediately after that. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. I think wasn't, there just wasn't enough time to show everything. And at the same time, we also kind of in the edit, we don't want it to be too obvious what's going to happen. So you kind of had to yeah, leave yeah. some ambiguity in there. But, like, he basically, I don't know if you, this is some insider info. Him and Devin got together. We kind of saw that meeting between the two of them where they're talking. And they call Eliza and Emily B. And are just like, that's when Andrew decides, I'm just totally going to throw Richard under the bus. Like, because I know that you, you you had never thrown Emily and, Emily and Eliza under the bus to Andrew and Devin. No, They that just completely was, lied. They made it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's another thing. I found out that Elisa was searching for the idol with Austin. And I didn't know it was yeah. like a fake idol hunt. So in my mind, I'm freaking out. Like, Elisa supposedly wants to be number one with me. You know? But mm -hmm. she's also going on an idol hunt with Austin. And I learn about that. And I call her, and I'm like, what are you doing? And I, I trust her less at that point. Maybe I should team up with these boys for... Uh, one of the girls instead, but I, it's kind of just an offhand comment, and we, we decided at the meeting not to do that, and go for Austin, and have the majority, like, if we turn into a five next week. It wasn't that I didn't have reasons for what I did, it was just that when I what I did was wrong. I would say that, like, like logically following, you know, what, what had happened, like, there are reasons for you to be sketched out by all the different people, but your mistake seemed to be more lying in the fact that you told all these different people that you were sketched out by, like you told Elisa, you were sketched out by Emily. You told Austin, you told Andrew, you were sketched out by Devin. You told Devin, you were sketched out by Andrew. And uh, you probably didn't expect mm -hmm. them all to compare notes like that. Early yeah, no, game. that's what I wasn't expecting that. Cause almost everything, this is the thing. If I was really as close with Elisa as I thought, and I was really as close with Andrew and as Devin as I thought, then they wouldn't have compared notes. But since they did, it, it screwed me over. And I think that's where, it, you have to like be in constant contact with these people, which is really hard when you like have a life outside of the game. Mm -hmm. It's much easier. That's why I think I might be better at um, like actual Survivor because you literally don't have anything else to do, so you can keep these relationships up. But it's a lot of work to do that, mm -hmm. like in the context of a college semester. Oh yeah, for sure. And you can't just see people like walking off into the woods. Like it's all yeah. like undercover texting and calls. Especially that, that yeah. first week is brutal because, you know, eventually, like, you get to build more relationships with people, but you have to just kind of, like, trust that these relationships that have been there for, like, three days 
are valid and you have to make decisions based off of like if this person actually trusts you back and everything so that's that's one of the reason why i really really wanted to win the first challenge like this is the thing my goal going into the first challenge was like win mm-hmm. and so that's why i did what i did with any means was necessary thought, oh, it's, a, it's a way to win i can help my tribe this way but i wasn't thinking like next level i was just like thinking basically at that point right and so then when we lost I feel like if, if we had won the challenge, it wouldn't have been as disastrous for me. Mm-hmm. Because I would have had time to not play frantically and just make these bonds with people without worrying about voting people out. You think the first week paranoia kind of kind of made you yeah. play a little bit too hard? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I definitely overplayed. I overplayed and underplayed. Like, I didn't talk to people enough. And when I did talk to people, I said too much, mm. in a way. Well, yeah, because it's interesting because if Austin had gone home let's say in, in a in a scenario where you didn't tell Eliza, andrew and devin that you were you know sketched out by the by like you know different people in the tribe that austin goes home and you see yourself next week or next time you go to tribal council sitting between two pairs and kind of in the middle yeah. so you're yeah, kind so of that... your, you're trying to set yourself up into a good position yeah no that's what i was doing i was kind of like, which is, in retrospect, doesn't make any sense because it's a tribe of five, so how good of a position can you set yourself up into mm-hmm. when it's, like, the first tribal council anyway? Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. We, we we can move into tribal council here. So you get to tribal council. How does, how does it feel walking up into that area? I think we, we can see that this is a new spot for tribal council. We're actually right behind Triangle Fraternity on Michigan's campus where Kevin from season two uh that's his fraternity and he allowed us to use the their fireplace their fire pit in the back for tribal council yeah. so this is really cool shout out the triangle yeah shout out to the triangle shout out to kevin mm-hmm. yeah so how, how did it feel for that first tribal council you're walking up like it's, it's at night you see the torches and the fire and there's a big fire you see cooper james looking all majestic <laughs> with his with his michigan <laughs> shirt standing there solemnly looking at you in the eye how does it feel I know it comes off like that I'm really cocky, but in that in reality, what's going on is that all week I'm scared out of my mind because a lot of people's stories aren't adding up. They're all kind of acting sketchy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't. I'm not sure if it's because they're all kind of teamed up against me, which they were, or if it's just because it's Survivor and people are sketchy all the time. And I haven't really, I don't have enough had enough time to like realize which one it is yet. And another thing was that the five of us without Austin were planning on meeting up that night right before to just solidify the vote. And we didn't meet up, which meant, which like kind of told me in my heart of hearts that like they had met up and were going to vote me out. Mm. So I was going up thinking like, you know what? It's probably 50 50. I don't have the idol. I'm not about to look all over campus. I was going in pretty scared because I was not confident i was pretty much 50 50 i was like they're either lying to me or telling the truth and i can't tell it's so hard the first week because you have no past tribals to go off of so you really don't know who like how people are gonna vote at all there's like no history (laughs) and you don't know like also your first tribal council like you don't really know like you know what it feels like people are lying versus they're telling the truth you go in there and thinking like yeah everybody could be lying to me or they could not be like i have no idea like i have no nothing else to like you know i remember I'm going to my first travel council. I was like, I could just be completely wrong right now. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, what if I'm just going home and like, I, you know, you don't, you don't know. 
you you don't know what to base it off of because there's no past experience. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's yeah. scary. Like I look back on it and I'm I'm thinking, what could I have done differently to have that not happen? And obviously, there I think if I just hadn't acted up with a challenge, I would have played the entire thing differently for the entire week. But maybe I wouldn't. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know. I'm really glad you did do that, though, because that made the challenge so much more interesting. Yeah, great TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Cooper snuffs your torch. We see, sadly, that Richard is voted off 5-1 and is the first person voted off as Fire Michigan Mason Confused. But I, I saw a lot of people in the comments saying, like, you know, we had a live comments as, as the episode premiering, and a lot of people were saying stuff like, wow, like, say what you want about Richard. Like, he was the perfect first boot. Like, you absolutely, in that episode, delivered on, like, every level. Like, we had you coming in with some of these classic confessionals about how like i'm not here to make friends you know like you know if you're playing a game you don't play that you know you don't play nice you play to win you know you're bringing a lot of entertainment to the episode that was for sure yeah yeah oh here's another thing we can go back to the very beginning i'm the type of person where i thrive when it's like a set kind of arena and i was hoping like you know what, hopefully it'll be pretty basic and there won't be a lot of twists. And then I come in and say, like, oh yeah, the entire Mason season confused. of the season is Mason confused. And I'm, my like, my like jitter sensors in the first challenge were off the chart. Uh... I was like, I don't know if you, if you look back at the episode, like the entire challenge, I'm kind of shaking a little bit. Oh my gosh. Because I'm just, because I like, like this so much. So I'm like not, my brain isn't working. It's pure adrenaline at that point, which contributed to the, me just doing the dumbest thing of all time. I think you had a comment about like I was smi- I was like seen smiling so much during the episode because I was just like so excited to be playing Survivor. Oh, yeah, yeah. but you can. There's a lot of people who they might play and play for half the season and they haven't really done much or they haven't like had many memorable moments. Like there's been different definitely times and like you know watch seasons of Survivor where that's happened with a contestant. But you're somebody where it was just like. You definitely made the most out of your time, mm-hmm. as far as uh, bringing some good TV moments. Yeah, it's too bad. I could have, I could have made some more in in the future. Yeah. Immediately after you got vo- voted off, who were you rooting for to win at this point? Oh, honestly, I wasn't really rooting for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I had a lot of ven- vengeful. That's not a word. Vengeful <laughs> thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my head, like obviously, like they're all fine people. I, I don't, I don't hold grudges or whatever. But I was just, I didn't really sleep that night because I'm just thinking in my mind, like, how could I have, what did I do wrong? Like, right. was it the challenge? Do they not, do they not like me as a person? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you don't know until until like what, whenever the game ends, because there's not yeah. really, a, there's not a Ponderosa, you know, so That's you don't really true. see. These but I did. Yeah, you have like the I Ponderosa did. chat, but yeah, yeah, but that doesn't always. In yeah. the same way, is, like person to person interaction. I did see, I, I saw a few of them oh, on yeah. campus. Like, I saw Devin and Andrew when I was working out one day. And I, I oh, both yeah. told them, like, it's like, I'm not angry. Like, they were like scared of me a little bit when they <laughs> oh, saw yeah, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, is this guy going to be like mad at us? I wasn't. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at the people I played with. I was just mad at myself more, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I did make the mistakes that led to my demise. Out of all the other players, on your tribe, who did you want to see like lose next, or you know what I mean? Who are you rooting against the most? Who are you rooting against? Or who do you feel most? Who did you feel most like betrayed by? That's the thing. I didn't feel betrayed by one person because, like, I just thought of it at the time. I thought, oh, they probably were all against me from the start. Which oh, obviously yeah. wasn't the case. 
Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I was trying to crawl back up. I didn't realize that they didn't care about the challenge. Because yeah. if I had realized that, I would have yeah. done that, you know? I would have mm-hmm. just laid yeah, yeah, yeah. and talked to people normally and not like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, it really is come down to the, the challenge thing that, like, it maybe psyched you out afterwards. But, yeah, yeah I don't like, know. That's it, not the reason they voted me out, but that's the reason I had them vote me out, you know? That, yeah, makes, sense. that makes sense. You know, people make people make mistakes. Person Noah voted off season two is because he had like thrown because he like literally wasn't that good enough at throwing the ball at the at the blocks apparently. Um, so that was a much more minor challenge mistake that got somebody voted off. So it's not like it's so super out of the or you know super crazy thing for you to like assume that they were going to vote you off after you did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking like it's like I'm not going to win regardless because everyone's going to hate me because of what I did in the first challenge. So I should just. I was almost like giving up like 10 minutes into the game because there's no way to win. But now that I look back, like I probably like I'm I feel like I'm good at apologizing. Mm-hmm. So I feel I feel like a few weeks later, if there's a tribe swap, I'm probably OK. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll just like say, oh, I'm sorry. Like that was totally my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. Green tribe. That was first week. Yeah. Yeah, by then they probably, you know, you're like, yeah, they might not, they probably don't care anymore. There's like, like way more drama at that point, probably. Yeah. yeah. So my, my yeah, biggest, exactly. I think my biggest blunder was just focusing too much on the first blunder I made. And that not makes moving sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really insightful that you thought about it. Yeah. Like, what did you learn? Did you learn anything about yourself or like two years later down the road? You know, what, what do you think you got out of it? Well, one, I need to calm down a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was one thing. Another thing, this is more game, but I was actually really close to Andrew. And I was really close to Eliza, but I wasn't close to Devin. In my mind, I wasn't close to Devin, Emily, or Austin. But I also had no idea that Eliza and Andrew were working together. And I would have totally been in on that. But since they never told me they were working together, I tried to pit them against each other, and that obviously didn't work. But it's yeah, too bad because that should have been a fun threesome, I think. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I feel like I just didn't talk to people enough, like about, like about like life. Yeah. Because I feel like if you if I actually made connections with people, as opposed to just being like, we should vote this person out, they're a liar. It would have been a much better for my game. Yeah. But it's it's weird because I didn't know, I didn't know how social this type of game is because you're going into it like, oh, there's going to be a, a challenge once a week and then a tribal once a week. And you're going to do the rest on your own. Like, you don't really... There's not a social precedent set yet, so you have to mm-hmm. set it yourself. And I feel like if I had set a different precedent, it would have been better. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's so easy in these meetings to just jump right into strategy. But it can be really helpful to just, like, set up some time to, like, talk about each other's lives and stuff. Yeah. The more I, like, watch and talk and think about Survivor, the more I realize that, like, social is, like, by far the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can have the best strategy in the world, but if you're not able to, like, connect with people, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I mean, we saw that's what literally, you know, contributed to Mallory winning mm-hmm. the game last season was pretty much due to her social game. Mm-hmm. That was a really big factor in, like, what she brought to the table. And she did very little strategizing early on. So this comes to show that, like, in this game... Yeah, sometimes it pays off to just have a social game mm-hmm. and lay low. Yeah, as, as much as it's not as fun to maybe not not be as fun to watch on TV, um, it definitely is pretty effective. Just saying, like, not even to say that your social gamer trip was like terrible. It's just that, like, I like, was pretty I, bad. I, I think, like, I, but I think you were good at like making connections, you know, and 
getting people to not think about that first challenge. But then I think, yeah, your paranoia got the better of you and you stopped focusing on the social part as much. Oh, this is another thing. And I, Lisa gave me the idol clue. And at the time I'm thinking, there's no way anyone's going to find this idol clue, this idol with one clue on a campus this big. (laughs) Like I'm, maybe it's because I was a sophomore at the time, but I, I didn't have, I had no idea where this idol was. So I kind of just threw it out away from my mind. And then when Andrew asked me if I had the clue, I told him no, because I literally never looked at it. And so I think Andrew got mad at me for not telling him that I had the clue because Elisa told him I did. Mm. And that might have... Oh, yeah. Devin and Andrew both were, like, playing up this idea of, like, they didn't really have any idea what was going on. They were kind of just like, oh, I'm not really into it. Like, I'm not really into this game. So by me telling them basic info, like, I felt like it was better for me. And they, they wouldn't take it that way just because they didn't know how the game was, like, the way that information works. Yeah, I think that's a, a story of a lot of people's games in Survivor Michigan is just underestimating other people, being their yeah, downfall. Yeah, sure. yep. Including mine in, in Season 2, yeah. All right. It's been really great having you on and uh, to to you. hearing about what's been going on in your life. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Richard was the first Michigan Bachelor... Whoa! This is true. This is very recently, so I was much more matured. I wasn't <laughs> smiling the entire time. I think there's a link on their Facebook page. It was, I think it was for a school project that they made this, and it just kind of got like a lot more response than they thought. Mm. So they made it into this big thing. But I think originally for a school project, so I don't even know if they're working on it anymore, or if oh. it's going to have a second season or anything. Yeah, basically it's like Bachelor, like the show, but Richard was selected to be the first Bachelor... A lot of Survivor yeah. people helped yeah. him with his application, so that it was including the Maggie yeah. Mac. Yeah, can we? Oh yeah, can we? Can we spread out a link? Are, are you okay with that? If, if keep your torch lit, oh, yeah, post, you post a link to that. Uh, yes, audition I video because I, I think that's great. I'm sure find we can find it, it somewhere. Yeah, because that that is a, I, I love that audition video so much. And definitely yes. a little treat you to want, keep you your torch lit fans. All right, all right, so. First off, I do have a YouTube channel that I have like five episodes and it's not like a thing I do regularly. It's just if I have an idea, I'll do it. It's just dumb. It's uh late night rich tips, YouTube, whatever. Cool. Look it up. I have I have like no videos. It's like t- I think ten videos maybe. Probably less. I think it's more like it's five to ten videos. I don't know. I just do it whenever I'm bored. Oh cool. That's um, awesome. And then I also uh, uh, produce a TV show called Michigan Time, which is kind of a satire show uh, about the University of Michigan. And we've done a few popular segments where we go uh, to bars and stuff and ask questions uh, to drunk people. St. Patrick's Day was a pretty popular segment we did. So if you want to see drunk people questions, uh, Michigan Time on Facebook. Pretty fun stuff there if you want more of me. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, good to know for sure. We'll have to check it out. All right, thanks for having me, guys. There's a method behind the madness. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> there sure. There is. All right. But I'm not here to make friends, so I'm going to go. You're not here to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before we become too close of friends, dude, we're going to need you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. Bye. And, uh, I just, we'll just want to say um, it wasn't shown, but in Tribal, when Crouch voted for Richard, he was like, plus you have an Android. And we thought that was so iconic when it happened. I don't know why it got cut. I personally think you guys should show the votes each time, even if it's like pretty obvious. Just because I think the audience likes oh, seeing yeah. it. 
we can find that Andrew confessional yeah. and like release it. Maybe oh, we can release yeah. that with the episode. Yeah. That. But just quick to eulogize it here. I definitely feel like Richard was able to get himself into a good position, but ultimately, like, yeah, I think the overplaying as far as shouting the numbers and then overplaying to correct that were both kind of uh, end up being his downfall. So he didn't realize that the challenge thing was actually not as big of a deal to his tribe. But yeah, I definitely don't regret casting him. I think he was a great first boot, a great character, and he did a lot in his short time on Dragon, and he'll always be remembered. It's just such a great one-episode arc. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think he was great for the show. So in, in terms of rankings, I feel like he probably was the best first boot we've had so far in terms of entertainment. Well, where do you think he ranks in terms of, like, best players? I I still think Gallagher is number one in terms of actual player finesse. I I agree with that. Yeah, I I feel like Sarah made less mistakes in her time than Richard did. Yeah, I feel like... Like, it was... Richard actively... He was in in an all-right place and then actively made it not an all-right place. Whereas, I feel like Sarah kind of... You know, there's definitely things she could have done better and done more of, but I feel like more of it was kind of out of her control, if that makes sense. Yeah. So let's go Richard versus Noah. I think I think Richard, definitely. I feel like Noah... Like we came out of the challenge wanting to vote Noah, and then we ended up voting Noah. Whereas here, That's like true. Richard was in a good position. I, I feel like I, I give more to him for at least having the social ability to be in a good position, and then... You know, maybe yeah. the bad strategic ability to, like, get himself out of that good position. But, like, I, I, I value that good position more than Noah not really ever being in a good yeah. position. That's true. Noah started bad and stayed bad. Yeah. Richard started bad, did good, and then did bad, and then was yeah. bad again. Yeah. So he at least was able to, like, have the initial recovery. Exactly. Even if he didn't know that he recovered. Maybe it was as much of recovery as much as, like, people just didn't care as much as he thought they did. But, I, yeah, I definitely value the fact that he was able to get himself into a good position. Whereas Noah, like, just, like, straight up left and just, like, didn't talk yeah. to any of us. Yeah. Alrighty. That puts us at Emily G is one, Richard Emily two, G. and Noah three. Sarah, Sarah G. G. Sarah, Sarah G. There's all these Sarahs, I have all these six on the mind. Yeah. Sarah G one, Richard two, Noah three. Alright. It, it was so great talking to you guys again. I, I, I love talking to our Michigan with you. You know, we had such a fantastic first episode, and I honestly think this season only gets better from here, don't you guys think? Oh, yeah. It's going to get you amazed and confused. Woo. What can I say? Well, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, stay safe out there. Wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Survivor Michigan masks. Yes. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> that would be great.